I get, obviously you haven't heard this stuff, Mark. Hello and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Clarksville. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. So glad you're joining us because we are talking Riverfest 2023 in its 35th season happening this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. We have Maggie Heltz, who is the event planning supervisor for Clarksville Park and Recreation Department. She is going to share with us a little bit of history about the event. Again, it spans 35 years, and this is actually going to be the last year of Riverfest as you know it. But she's going to tell us how you can give your input on what festival or event that Clarksville should host in the future. After that, we sit down with board president for the American Red Cross, Tennessee River Chapter, Erin Yale. She talks to us about Sound the Alarm, Save a Life event coming up in October. We are highlighting this now because we want it on your calendar because we want to keep you safe and we want to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe and know what to do if a fire happens to break out in your home. And then after that, I get to share with you the historic walking tour taking place this Sunday here at downtown Clarksville. It will start right here at the square and then move on from this point. I get to introduce you to the host today. You're going to love her. Her name's Carolyn. She's super fun and she is a multi-generational uh, background here in the Clarksville area. And again, she just has a lot of knowledge about the history of this beautiful city. And you can join her on Sunday. We'll have all that information for you coming up. We'll also have your Sports Minute with Brady McIntamney. He has been there for all of our sports coverage. He'll have some highlights for you. But first, let's get a check of what's making the wrap with reporter Sherry Reed. This is the wrap for the September 7th edition of Main Street, Clarksville. Residents of a small subdivision on Dunlop Lane on the eastern side of I-24 are opposed to rezoning request of 51 acres next to them now under consideration by the Montgomery County Commission. On Tuesday, September 5th, several of those opponents let their concerns be made known at the Montgomery County Commission's informal meeting. Read what they had to say. We cover a sweet story of a couple of girls, sisters, selling lemonade to help foster kids get nice Christmas presents this year. American Idol finalist Haven Madison will help celebrate this year's last big run of Riverfest. Other performers listed to appear on the concert slate are the band Little Texas, Tyler Rich, and Ryan Griffin. Sounds like a good lineup. We share plans this week of Black Oaks Planned Unit Development in the works at the Regional Planning Commission. The plans call for a mixed-use PUD in the farming area where the new Spring Creek Parkway is being planned. And did you hear about the runaway ambulance? It took several patrol cars to stop the $450,000 ambulance stolen last week by a man at Tenova Healthcare. A police officer used a maneuver to get that vehicle and the driver stopped on Interstate 24. The suspect is now behind bars. And that's the wrap. I'm Sherry Reeves, Main Street, Clarksville. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. Not Quite Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work, you do the celebrating. 
Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So, of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. There's a lot to consider when it comes to choosing a Medicare plan. That's where Health Markets Insurance Agency can help. Independent licensed insurance agents who work with health markets can answer your questions about the different parts of Medicare. When you can enroll, benefits, costs, and more. Speak to a local licensed insurance agent today to get started on your Medicare journey. Riverfest in Clarksville has been running strong since September of 1988. What an incredible run this event has had here in Clarksville. In fact, it is the largest community festival in the area going into the 35th year and probably going out with a bang, hopefully the biggest and best yet. And to tell us all about it, we have Maggie Houts. She is the event planning supervisor with Park and Parks and Rec here in town. Maggie, first off, thanks for your time. Thank you for having us. Of We're course. So excited to share all the great things about Riverfest. <laughs> so excited. It draws how many people each year? Oh gosh, 10,000 plus each year. That's throughout incredible. the entire weekend. So picture mm -hmm. that. And where we're standing, this will be considered stage one area. The main stage. Main stage, yep. yes. And this is right down from your main building here. Yep. Right next to the As the River Flows Museum of okay. McGregor Park. All right. So give us a rundown of Saturday and Sunday for Riverfest. Yeah. So Saturday, it starts at 11 a.m. and ends at 11.30 p.m. So we'll talk about entertainment later, but beyond the entertainment, there's so much for everything, everyone, basically. So we've got food vendors up in the main court area. Mm -hmm. We have artisan vendor shopping, 100% craft made vendors. Um, we have nonprofit and civic organizations. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a really fun kids area, which will be behind O'Charlie's parking lot. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think what has always struck me and what's been such a positive, this is a free community Completely festival. Completely free, yes. Why has that been, why was that the, the, I guess, the goal to make this a free event all of these years? Yeah, so part of our mission is to be completely inclusive and provide programs and activities for all ages, families, and so forth. So providing a free event service is definitely something that we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be a part of. Oh, and again, a lot of people being a part of this. What about the stage lineup? Who can we get to see and hear not only at the main stage, but yeah. the other stage as well? So one big thing about Riverfest is we're all about being local. So throughout the day, we have about 20 local entertainers here from Clarksville showing off all of their awesome skills. <laughs> and then we have actually four headliners this entire weekend, which we thought, why not go out with a big bang? Heck yeah. So we got Ryan Griffin, we got Tyler Rich, Little Texas, 
on Saturday, and then on Sunday we're going to close out Riverfest with Haven Madison. And who doesn't love our local, our local store right now, Haven Madison? That mm -hmm. is fantastic. For those who haven't heard, this is the last of Riverfest as yes. we know it now. It's definitely bittersweet for sure. I know it's been a long going tradition in Clarksville and that's kind of one thing we want to be able to respect the past but also move forward in Clarksville and uh. come up with something you know, a new tradition that we can start with. So what will that new tradition be? So that's still to be determined, but we do have a survey out right now okay. that's basically getting feedback from all of Clarksvillians. Okay. So we have over 1,300 responses right now on just what kind of events that people want to see in Clarksville. So that's something that we're going to figure out after Riverfest, mm -hmm. and we hear you, and we want you guys to be a part of us selecting that next whatever that thing is. That is wonderful that you're reaching out to the community to get their responses and their mm -hmm. answers. So will there be a festival next year, September 2024, or will you skip a year? So that we are not sure of. Okay. Maybe not the month of September, mm -hmm. but there is going to be something. We just okay. don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is yet, but yeah. I can't wait to share it with you once we get it all figured out. Uh, and we can't wait to hear it. Final two questions. Yeah. When it comes to parking down here, what do we need to be aware of? Definitely. So, of course, Riverside Drive will be completely shut down. So there will be parking available at Public Square, um, Austin Peay parking lots, and then also um, anywhere downtown. So we'll have shuttles running throughout the entire Saturday and Sunday to bring people down here. All right. So again, park, get a shuttle, head on down here, have a lot of fun here on Saturday and Sunday. Again, mm -hmm. Riverfest 2023, the 35th year for this event. Going back to people wanting to send your, their recommendations, their thoughts on what this area needs in the future. Where do we send that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, of course, Facebook. Um, we're posting the survey constantly. And then actually on site at Riverfest, we're going to have a booth set up where it's kind of more of a fun interactive game on getting your input on. Fantastic. Oh, love it. Maggie, thank yeah, you so much. I know you. how busy you are, oh, so we so appreciate excited. this. Running on coffee and no sleep. Oh, God, and you will be probably until the end of the weekend. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Is there one thing about Riverfest before I let you, do, let you go that people may not realize that goes into this event? It's a year process, okay. this entire thing. I mean, where it comes with selecting all of our vendors and just the entertainment itself, that's, that's the longest part. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get to it. Maggie, thank you. Maggie, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We're just getting started and Bye. we'll be right back. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So, of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. Anyone out there who's familiar with the American Red Cross, you know the important and vital work being done there. Well, there is a new, there's another campaign. It is Sound the Alarm, Save a Life. To tell us all about that, we have Erin Yao. Erin, thank you so much. How important is this campaign? 
it is incredibly important. So a lot of people don't realize that the Red Cross has a whole um, history of helping with fire prevention. So one way that we help with fire prevention is by installing smoke, smoke detectors for free uh -huh. in our local community. So this specific event is called Sound the Alarm, Save a Life, and it's geared to help um, members of our community who don't have working smoke detectors. So we work very closely mm -hmm. with Clarksville Fire and Rescue to find an area within our community that um, is at higher risk for fire. So they might be older homes or something like that. Um, and then we canvass the area and let them know when we're going to be installing smoke detectors. And then we go out into the community on a specific day. This year, it's going to be October 7th. Uh -huh. um, and right downtown, right off College Street, uh, we're going to be um, going through, knocking on doors, and just offering everyone education on fire prevention, and then installing those smoke detectors and just checking and seeing if the ones that they have are working. And if they're not, we're providing them free of charge. And we'll be out with Clarksville Fire and Rescue doing that. And, you know, Erin, I'm on the uh, board for the Tennessee River chapter here in our uh, Clarksville area, the region here with Erin. And just this work is ongoing all the time. Mm -hmm. The Red Cross is always trying to get information out there to keep and make sure that people are safe in their homes and they, they know what to do. How can you tell if your fire alarm is not working? Um, so all of the smoke detectors currently have these little red lights, and you you might have experienced this. I know I have in my the beeping that little, uh. little chirp, that little chirp <laughs> yes. that happens, and it's normally around 2 a.m. I think every time. Yeah, <laughs> that that chirp normally goes off. So if you have one of those things, uh, one of those little chirps going uh -huh. off, off, you do need to check your smoke detectors. We always tell people it's a great opportunity to check the batteries in your smoke detector when it's daylight savings time. So when we spring forward or fall back, check those batteries in your smoke detectors. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great way to make sure that they're working. And then when we're out and about, um, we just kind of go around, we bring little step stools and everything like that and push those buttons, make sure the, the smoke <laughs> detectors are working. Um, and if they're not, we'll install new ones free of charge. How many smoke detectors should a person have in their home? So you're supposed to have a smoke detector in every bedroom where someone is sleeping and then also in community spaces. So like in your living room, you, um, you don't normally have one in your kitchen, but if you have a living room, a dining room, a den, something like that, you're going to want to have a smoke detector there. You know, as you're going around your canvassing areas, people are particular. They're like, I don't want a stranger coming in here. How do you navigate? How do we navigate through that? Um, so the first time I participated in Sound the Alarm Save a Life, I did not think that people were going to let us into their homes. Uh, but thankfully, our partnership with Clarksville Fire and Rescue, there's just something about seeing a firefighter at your door that apparently just puts everyone at ease. And they're like, OK, yes, I will let you come into my home. Um, there were a couple of times I think maybe where a dad let us in and the mom probably wouldn't have. She was like, oh, I have laundry to fold. And for we totally don't care. We're not looking at anything. We're just right. over smoke detectors. So last year, we were able to provide education on fire prevention for more than 280 families in Clarksville, Montgomery County. That's incredible. That's an incredible number. Um, and we were able to, to install smoke detectors um, in tons of homes. I don't know that number off the top of my head. It was a very large number then when we were really excited about it. Oh, I can imagine. And again, what date is it? October 7th, correct? Yes. Our um, event for this year is October 7th, and we'll be meeting downtown. Um, and it's from 9 until about 2 p.m. We'll provide lunch for all of our volunteers, and we're going to be working with Clarksville Fire and Rescue. Um, Clarksville Police Department has also um, decided that they're going to be involved. So mm -hmm. it's just really exciting way to work in your community and provide such um, an incredible free resource. Even with the Red Cross for a minute now, how can parents educate their families or become educated on what they need to do at home when it comes to a fire and what they need to make sure their kids know? 
Um, right. So the American Red Cross actually has a program for students, and they actually work in all of our schools um, for a pillowcase project. We have Pedro the Penguin and the pillowcase project through the Red Cross, mm -hmm. and they teach children exactly what to do in the event of a fire. But the number one thing you can do is just to create a space for your family to meet up if there is a fire. Always teaching your children that if a smoke alarm is going off, mm -hmm. if there is a fire, that you're going to leave. You're going to leave that building. You're not going to go back in for something. And then you're going to have a meeting space where you're going to meet up with your family. So teaching your children how to do things like calling 911, mm -hmm. making sure that they know their address. Mm -hmm. And then most importantly, making sure that they know to get out of the building if there's a fire. So in order to participate, you do have to sign up in advance. Okay. You need to be a volunteer with the Red Cross. It's very easy to do. You can do it online. And um, that's something that I really appreciate mm -hmm. as a member of our community. If someone is coming to my door to offer to install install smoke detectors with the Red Cross, mm -hmm. I'm able to know that this person has actually gone through a background check with the Red Cross and they filled out all of the necessary equipment. The Red Cross really tries to make sure that they're protecting mm -hmm. the people that they're helping. So um, if someone comes to your door with the Red Cross and with our local fire department with this, um, you can rest assured that these people are here to help you um, and that they're going to do their best to make sure that you're safe in the event of a fire. So check us out on um, theredcross.com mm -hmm. and you can actually sign up to participate in our Stossel event, or you can create a team, um, and then you can join us to help prevent fires in Montgomery County. Fantastic. And volunteers are needed. Like, we are regularly looking for um, volunteers to come out and help in committee members. Yes. Um, volunteers are the lifeblood for the Red Cross. 90% mm -hmm. of the work that is done by the American Red Cross is done by volunteers. And we thank them. We thank every yes, last one of them. Erin, we thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Again, the Sound the Alarm, Save a Life, coming up here in Clarksville, Montgomery County, October 7th. One more time for that meeting, Plower, how to get in touch with you to get an alarm put in if we need one. Yes, so you can actually contact your local Red Cross. It's the Tennessee River chapter of the American Red Cross, or you can stop by. We have um, an American Red Cross office right here in Montgomery mm -hmm. County, right off Madison Street. Thanks so much. And guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. Share this event that's coming up. And if you need an alarm uh, smoke detector put in your home or if you need a uh, battery changed we're happy to do it just let us know all right stick with us here on mornings on main street we have more coming up after this commercial break tired of hanging lights every year we get it that's why southern nights is here to help we install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful customizable lighting all year round no more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work, you do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out, flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash.
Street. I have the pleasure of talking with Carolyn Style Ferrers this morning, and we were talking about this weekend's downtown walking history tour in Clarksville. And there's so much rich history here in Clarksville. First off, Carolyn, thank you for your time. Thank you. It is sprinkling a little bit. I'm going to take my glasses off there as I get a little bit of a raindrop. <laughs> what does this walking tour, this historic walking tour, entail? Well, it, it not only includes the places, but it, it's the people and why Clarksville was so rich in its culture. We had so many people from different countries here, and there's, there's so many stories to tell. Each building tells a story. And uh, I, I think that it's unique in what we have here. Uh, Clarksville was one of those communities that welcomed people from other countries. And because of that, we were known as a very friendly city and a good place to do business. <laughs> what year do you start in? And let me go ahead and reference that. Carolyn here, you're a fourth generation Clarksvillian. Right, right. So uh, my family's been around. I think uh, we, we came here because of the Civil War. Uh, we were forced out of our, our farm down in, in uh, Alabama, so we came up north to, uh, to, to escape uh, the, the devastation and so forth. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is where I, I start with the, the very beginnings of Clarksville, mm -hmm. uh, with the pioneer era. And of course, this being the epicenter of where Clarksville began, we're talking about log cabins up here. The, the courthouse was a log cabin, and uh, the, the church, there was no church at that time. They had a preacher that would come through and preach at the courthouse, and then you, you know, the, the city starts to spread out and go over the hills, and you add this building and this building and so forth, and then when they found out that tobacco was such a great crop for selling, because we had markets not only here in the United States, but also overseas, Clarksville just boomed, just absolutely boomed. So we also went through the terrible fire of uh, 1878. Clarksville had to completely rebuild, and then the tobacco industry again picked up, and then we come into the modern years. Okay, and this all starts here at the Clarksville Square. That is where we're standing right mm -hmm. now. And there's a significant piece that you touch on, too, when it comes to um, the right to vote. Yes, the suffragist statue here. This was a monumental uh, event in American history where women uh, was, were allowed to vote. 19th Amendment was passed, uh, the, the last vote being cast in, ten in Tennessee. So Tennessee is responsible, in a way, for women to be able to vote. And this statue was a big project. It took us about two and a half years to get it completed. Uh, people were able to personalize it by putting a brick uh, around the uh, around the base of the, the statue and the, the statue itself represents all women. We want to, to include uh, all cultures and so forth but it was a beautiful monumental uh, work. We had a wonderful parade and if you were lucky enough to be here to see the excitement over this statue being placed here, we're very very proud of it and we thank f and Bank. They were a big, uh, big, big reason we were able to do the statue. What surprises people the most when they take part in your walking tour? And I'm sure some of them are from Clarksville, Montgomery County. What surprises them the most, like the fact, like some sort of fact from our history? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, the reason we have a need to 
learn about Clarksville's history is because we have such a, you know, we have the Fort Campbell coming in. Mm -hmm. Some of them come back to retire. We've got people coming here simply because they hear what a wonderful city it is. And then we've got the old folks like me who've been <laughs> here for generations and generations. And so when I do the tours, I want to include the history. I want to include the people. But I like the funny story. They love the funny stories because you think about, even in the cemeteries, there are hilarious stories that happen inside cemeteries. Oh, no. And I like to do that. And I encourage uh, children, especially, to come on my tours so they can learn about the city where they live, but also learn that a cemetery is not a scary place. You can no. learn history and math mm -hmm. and architecture and uh, personal stories in a cemetery. And so uh, the tours are my big thing. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, and I, I, I get excited when I'm about to do one. I, I love teaching. It's the old biology teacher coming out, but I, I teach history now, so. Carolyn, it's infectious. I'm like, okay, tell me more. Okay, <laughs> one, one story, one maybe funny story that oh. people can uh, experience when they're with you. Well, if you go down the street, there is a building uh, that was run, it was a tobacco store, and it was run by a man by the name of Frank Federling. Uh -huh. And he lived upstairs. And uh, like a lot of these store owners did, they, they lived upstairs so they could simply go down and open up the store in the morning. But uh, he had, uh, he had a, a wife that was, uh, what would we say, very independent-minded, very uh, self-directed. Uh, oh uh, one night when he was not in the building and upstairs with his wife, she heard a noise. So she goes to investigate, and sure enough, there is a man upstairs in her, in her living room area and she pulls out a gun and she looks at him and says excuse me would you step just a little bit over there because when I shoot you I don't want blood getting on my carpet because I spent a lot of money on that carpet and she held him there until the police came no kidding and what building is that that is down there it used to be uh, journey's eye or okay uh, so Clarksville collection now yes yes I'll be darned so and of course they had the big tobacco store Indian outside uh -huh. uh, that was removed and it's now up in Michigan enjoying the cooler weather. <laughs> <laughs> that lucky Indian right there. <laughs> Your next walking tour is this weekend on Saturday. What time do we need to meet you here? Do we need to uh, reserve a spot? Well, it's actually on, on Sunday. Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, and it starts at 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, yes, it's best to call me and let me know that you're, you're coming and how many are, are coming. And uh, we start off with a lot of, I show a lot of my artifacts that I have and then I begin with the public square. We go as far as the end of Franklin Street, so you don't have to worry about walking for a long okay. time, and we stop and we discuss and so forth. And the fun thing is, I hear stories too. I get them back. Uh, wow. Somebody telling me about their brother inside of a store and what mischief he got into and so forth. But it's, it's fun because we really, really spend time looking at the buildings, uh -huh. and I point out things that people walk by every day and they never see, and I'm going, oh no, you need to see this. And, and uh, they enjoy all, like I said, all the stories, but they particularly like the, the funny ones. Oh, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Those are just, yeah, those are good and just like warm. Like, you know, it warms yes. your heart a little bit, makes you chuckle. There is something else that people get to see, giveaways, little items that uh, stores used to give away. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they serve two purposes. Number one, you know, if you give somebody just a little bit of a, of a something, you're more likely to go shop in their store. And number two, it was great advertisement. You took it home, and every time you took your uh, measuring tape out, you saw this bank, or whenever you looked at the thermometer, it said this building and so forth. Great advertising. Yeah, well, if we want to see when you have your tours available, where do we go? You want to come here and park over here. Sundays, there'll be plenty of parking, and hopefully it'll be a lot more quiet. 
and uh, like I said, we, we start here because this is where it all began. Is there like dates and times on a website that we can go to? Yes, on Clarksville uh, now I have it, the events uh, all listed there and uh, I just I would like people to share the information. A lot of people will say, oh I don't know that you do tours and it's hard to get, sometimes it's hard to get word out uh, mm -hmm. in any city. but, but uh, that, that helps when people share their information. Well, now you guys know. Carolyn, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know we all do. Thank. Keep doing what you're doing. This is so fascinating. Thank you. It's my life's blood, I'll tell you. Uh, I can imagine. Carolyn, thank you for your time. You bet. Uh, stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more coming up for you right after this. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, Discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Hi, I'm Brady McTemney, sports editor at Main Street Clarksville, bringing you a wrap-up of what went down this past week. Clarksville High stayed undefeated, beating Kenwood 41-14. They are now 3-0 as they head into a non-region matchup against Hopkinsville in Kentucky. Also staying undefeated was the Kirkwood Cobras, the brand-new school in the area, defeated Northwest to get their first-ever region win. They are 3-0 in their first-ever season. Clarksville Academy got their first win of the season, taking down Sycamore behind a huge performance from quarterback Chris Reagans. Unfortunately, Montgomery Central and Northeast, as well as West Creek, all still looking for their first win along with Kenwood. But getting their first win of the season was Rossview, defeating West Creek 10-0 in a defensive struggle. They got a great game from running back D'Antoine, D DJ, Young, getting a touchdown and over 100 yards. This has been your Main Street Clarksville Sports Update. I am Brady McTammy, Sports Editor. See you next week.